Hello everyone, welcome back to the Football Roundtable, the place where you can find all things Premier League with a splash of Champions League talk as well. Remember to click that follow button on our Spotify and make sure to check out my new football blog, topflightfootball.net. I appreciate all the support. On today's episode, we will be covering the coronavirus and everything that we've kind of been experiencing up to this point. Um, we're going to be we're going to talk about how we think the, pan- the season in the Premier League will pan out and what we want it and what, what we want to happen, and then we're going to finish off with a game of Would You Rather. Now, I'm Kevin Schur, and today's episode, I am joined by my lovely brother, Andrew Schur. Say what's up. All right. So, to get started, we've had about, I don't know, I think, what was the last match? March 9th. We've had 13 days without Premier League football, and we've had 11 days since our last Champions League football match. Now, it's been a pretty sad one. It's been a pretty sad time. We have no idea what to do with our time. Um, there's not a lot to talk about. I've, I've taken a little bit of break from my writing because I really have no idea what to write about. But how do you feel about all this, Mr. Schur? Um, just call me Andrew. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, Liverpool is two days away, two games away from winning it all. And right. It, so, obviously, you know how I feel about, about the whole thing happening. Well, they don't. Go into it. Um, yeah. So, obviously, it's pretty devastating. But, uh, I mean, we won the Champions League last year. I think, like, everybody knows we'll be the best team this year. Um, I am, I, every year, I, I always look forward to the relegation battle, though, and that's something that we might be deprived of this year. So, uh, it's kind of a bummer, but we'll see how it plans. Uh, yeah. There were like there were like six teams separated by uh by like three four points, so it's it's kind of unfortunate that it had to go down that way. But as it stands, the Premier League uh, put out a statement about their long term plan, and basically they said if the league doesn't co- doesn't continue in July, which is what they're planning, Liverpool will be deprived of their first title in 30 years their first ever Premier League title in the Premier League era, and the whole league campaign will be voided. Now this means that teams will have to give back all the revenue that they made from their games, and it's basically just a reset. All the teams that were that came into the league, like Norwich and uh, who else was it? Sheffield? It, Villa, Sheffield, and, and Norwich. They were the three teams. It's amazing where Sheffield is in the table right now, considering it's their first year in the league um, in a while. You know, all that will be voided. It'll basically be like the 2019-20 season was reset. Same teams. Um, nothing in the the year, the season before even occurred. So um, it's just unfortunate that we were we were basically watched a year of um, fantastic football, especially from the team that we support, and it's kind of just all taken away. However, the plan is that they will try to start back up July 1st and finish off all the matches and then the 2020-2021 season will start back up in August as it usually would. Um, what do you think about this? It's up to you. I mean, there's no, really, there's no real end in sight here with this coronavirus situation. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking at the table right now, and at the bottom of the table it shows that Villa has a game in hand and they're in second to last place, but by two points. So theoretically, if they were to get relegated because of this null season, they would have a case to be made that they have a game in hand. That would just stir the pot uh, immensely. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, whatever, I don't know, it's the safest, it's the most public health standpoint. Right. Especially 
It's bigger than sports. What I thought would have been interesting if there weren't enough games to finish out the remaining 10 that there were in the Prem is um, have a playoff with the relegation teams. The last six have some sort of playoff. I don't know how it would happen, how it would work, but I think that is it like to make it short, you know, like the top two teams would get a buy or whatever. And the top three teams that come out, I don't know how it would work, but I feel like, I feel like if it's just null and void the whole thing, then no one's going to get relegated. You know? Yeah, I don't really know how they would handle it. I mean, it, it goes to all, all uh, leagues. We talked to the uh, Alex Cox Europe crew. Yeah. Italy, Germany, Spain, France, all the mix. I'm actually really surprised that they're, that the whole Nolan Void thing is a possibility because they've so much money has been made off of different things and p- players have gotten injured over games that essentially ha- don't matter anymore. You know, like, I know... It's it's so unfortunate that all of this stuff got canceled literally a day after. You can raise it, yeah. Like literally a day after uh, our team got knocked out in the Champions League, you know, which we can talk about in a little bit if you want. But um, I don't know. It's unfortunate, and I'm really curious to see how it'll go. And I'm I'm curious about what you think will happen. If you have a prediction about how this will all go down, do you think the coronavirus will die down and we'll finish off the season? Or do you think we're just going to null the whole thing? Um, from a completely um, unbiased point of view, I, I don't think that this season will be concluded. I just think that we have not seen the worst of this virus. Um, when, you, when you look at a sort of gauge when it when and how it can end even if a vaccine is created which that is potentially like years away like i'd say about a year away um administering all that and spreading all that it's still out there i mean polio is still active in some countries and that was the pandemic and the uh, during the great depression so i mean it's really but do you compare coronavirus to polio in, in terms of the effects? No, not like from a – not from a um, how it affects you standpoint, but the scale of it is definitely – Right, different. right. Yeah. Sure spreads fast, that's for sure. Basically saw every sport that we, that we knew and loved just completely end and die into the ground for, for, for now in the matter of days, everything just was gone. And we've had to sit here watching video games on live television. Like last night we were sitting on the couch and we watched a, uh, NBA 2k game on, you know, NBC Washington. Um, but realistically now that we, I mean, now that we think we've got your prediction out of the way, what, what do you hope will happen? Obviously I hope that this resumes in, uh, June or July, but, uh, they did i mean it's really it's really a case of what 10 more games yeah 11 for some yeah you could that, you could condense that into a month realistically it would be a hectic month but you could you could get it done um yeah i mean there's no there's no international football going on this summer so it, it's possible to get it done no uh, no euros no it's copa america this year 
Nope, but all three, Copa America, the Olympics, and the Euros are all moved to 2021. So that's going to affect the whole cycle. I don't know if they're going to go the odd years for that now or if they're just going to go 2021 and 2022. You think they do 2021 and 2022 and then 24, 26? Makes sense. Um, So we got that out of the way. Now, before we get into it, because we're both Liverpool supporters, I want your overall just overview of the year and your your uh your review. What do you think? As a New Yorker professional, what? what do you think about that whole kind of drought towards the end? Uh, like the movie kind of came back from that sort of like vacation break. It seemed like they were a little lackadaisical at times, but um, I mean you can't expect perfection from them. Like they were better than that Arsenal team was. The Invincibles they tied like fourteen of their games. We've drawn one and lost one, so you're right. In terms of quality, not... In terms of results, I mean, quality-wise, quality-wise, it's... They have a lot of... I mean, if you go on to play FIFA, they've got a lot of legends. They've got a lot of legends. Perez, Bergkamp, uh... Youngberg. Season, yeah. They're, they're Thierry Henry. So, um... Yeah, I think our team has a lot more character than they did. So, I think this may... This is probably, like, the greatest... You think so? I'd say so. Unfortunately, it was. It didn't get to finish, though. So there will always be question marks surrounding that. But if you look at the numbers, it's it's pretty remarkable. We're on. We were easily on pace to beat City's Brendan point record. Um. Yeah, no, it's just remarkable. People were gonna ask, or I've heard this, um, in different places, kind of a hypothetical. If City, now that they've won the Carabao Cup, if they were to go on to win the Champions League and the FA Cup and we just win the Premier League who's had the better season it's a tough question and now seeing that Liverpool most likely two games away would have won their first title in 30 years um, that's an extremely significant factor in this argument and I feel like people just they count trophies but at the end of the day it is mostly about trophies and that's why I'm interested in this question is really Again, you're playing these hypotheticals. Right. They're 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 happily and close to winning the Champions League. But they some say they're the favorites again now. There's still some good teams in the FA Cup, yeah, but I think they're the favorites now in that now that we're out. Of course, but you know, favorites don't count. That's just odd with the Falcons, but I don't know. If they were to achieve everything that they are to achieve, I'd, I'd give them a better year. I'd give them a better year to go. Now, one more thing that I've been very curious about is there haven't really been rumors about it, but what are your thoughts on Mo Salah leaving in the summer? Where did he go? Real Madrid or Barcelona. No matter how quality a team is, the pinnacle is always going to be Real Madrid-Barcelona for a player. Even if we are the best club in the world, you know, like players are always going to want to go there. Like people could argue that we were one of the best clubs in the world in 13-14, but Suarez still left for Barca and never really gave us a chance to grow. Because we had like Coutinho, Suarez, a prime Sturridge, 
a very solid Steven Gerrard. Sterling, who is so young and had time to develop. Sturridge was also young and had time to develop. Um, Coutinho, who was extremely young and had time to develop. A back line, which was very iffy, but we had money. We had a decent amount of money uh, and a pretty iffy goalkeeper. You know, like, if he was patient, I know that he went to Barca the next year, and that was probably dubbed the best attacking trio of all time. Um, he didn't give us a chance. Now, I know the whole bite thing in the World Cup probably finalized that whole transfer. It was kind of like his his way of getting out. Um, but I'm just curious why people don't really why people don't really uh, trust the process for us, you know? Because Torres went to Chelsea after that whole era broke down. Xabi Alonso left after that whole era broke down. You know, Suarez, Sterling, Coutinho, Sturridge kind of, you know, wallowed away. Yeah, that's fine. Spain is just coveted always, especially for... Um, now Atletico coming out of the dust. Yeah, that was annoying. Um, we just, honestly, we, we played horribly that game. Against Atletico. Yeah, we just could not, in the final third, couldn't finish. In the final third. In my opinion, I, A, Jan Oblak. That was one of the only, fa- that was one of the only factors. Two, I agree, final third was kind of iffy, but in terms of quality of play I put that in the top three out of all games this season that we've played Leicester 4-0 at the King Power and then that I haven't seen anything better than than those two which is crazy and maybe City at home that was Everton at home yeah, and then like every season we play a game that leads to a manager getting fired what was what else has there Oh yeah. What else happened? I think like um David Moyes might have gotten fired because of us. <laughs> oh, what about uh Poch Poch in the Champions League final oh, basically? Yeah. Okay, maybe not like obviously not directly because of us going through I don't know. I mean, I It was basically it was like okay, you guys finally got to a final and then you couldn't put it away and win a trophy, so I think it's time to change things up. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much anybody's game, but I don't know. I just, I going into that final, I, I just knew that we couldn't win. You know, now that I have you here and we can talk about this, because we've never really talked about this, it is insane the evolution of the club since we started supporting. You know, iffy back lines, every time somebody would get a corner, we'd be, like, scared. You know, now, like two years ago, when there's that two-on-one, Tottenham, you know, Virgil van Dijk's the only defender, and it's Youngman's son versus Moussa Sissoko. It's like, now for me, like, I'm I'm always calm until it hits the back of the net. And I, I love that now because it's kind of like you don't know it's – you don't think it's going to go in unless it actually does. And even when it does, you're kind of like, wait, did that just happen? It's exactly what happened to me during Atletico two weeks ago. In my eyes, constructing a, a great soccer club is um, – it's kind of like doing a puzzle. Like a couple of pieces in place that you you know go there, but like you'll it'll take you a couple of tries to get every single piece to see if it fits, and then you'll get one, and then the next year maybe you'll get two, and then over time like you you'll get the trend. You'll get the 
You'll get the trend of which pieces yeah. go to get go in the puzzle. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. I also, since Klopp, it's we haven't. Coutinho was kind of he's been the first one, and he's he's done his time. You know, like I, it wasn't like Sterling where he went out and he handled things extremely poorly. You know, somebody like Coutinho, he served his time, and then he went to Barca. He wanted to try other things, but it was interesting. He left it. He wanted to win the Champions League, and then we went, we went out and won it the next year. You know how that story goes. Um, <clears throat> but it's interesting how the development is because in the Klopp era, he was really the only one that kind of left. You know, and it's kind of like your puzzle analogy. If there's like a really big piece of the puzzle compared to the other pieces, and that piece just decides to leave in the middle, and then you have to find another one to fill it. So, but um. You think about where when Klopp started. He came in middle of 2016. Yeah, he he finished in the middle of 2016. Wait, do you want to wrap it up? Oh, uh, yeah. Hold on. Um, so he came in the middle of 2016, and the development we started out with like again Divacarigi. He's been here the whole time, but then we went through Bentekes and Balotellis and Ricky Lamberts, and now we're here with the best front three on the planet right now the best center back on the planet and the best goalkeeper on the planet with arguably two of the best outside backs on the planet. It's phenomenal. And that honestly is a great segue into our, would you rather game? We're going to finish off with a little game of would you rather football edition. And my first question for you, Andrew is, would you rather have Jurgen Klopp or Pep Guardiola? You know, for me, I think Pep tactically is the better manager. You know, they're both phenomenal, but, you know, I haven't seen Pep in an environment, like you said, I haven't seen him in an environment yet where he's had a bad team and he's been able to build it and keep it consistent like us. And it's going to seem biased to everybody listening if you are this far in the podcast. And if you are, I greatly appreciate it. But it's interesting to see with this uh this evolution of the club and what Klopp's had to do and this is only the beginning for us you know we're only starting to win I don't think it's the end anytime soon the fact that a whole the fact that a virus has had to stop us from winning the Premier League not any of the 19 other teams in the league is is concerning for anyone that has to come up against us and credit to Atletico for knocking us out because that moves on to our next one which is would you rather win a treble or be the Invincibles Unfortunately, we would we are not going to achieve either this year, but it's a question that was that was stirring around. I'd 
You'd rather win the treble? Yeah, I think being vice president is just, it's more of a title than anything. It doesn't mean anything, you know? Right. It's just kind of like a self-dubbed title, while winning a treble means, that's why, I, that's, that's why, um, that kind of relates back to the question you had earlier about, like, who, well, who would have a better season, us if we won the Premier League almost perfectly versus City if they won Champions League, FA Cup, and Carabao Cup. That just means you have better, like, a, a more consistent floor and ceiling, you know, like, and that's how a lot of uh, great clubs, mm-hmm. somebody who doesn't just go on streaks of good and bad, right. be consistent all the time, and that's so tough, so tough, Right. but great clubs have to do it, they have to, yeah, so, yeah, and, you know, that's gonna, that's gonna bring us up to our next question, but, you know, when you talk about the Invincibles, you just have to be so consistent. And yes, it's not a trophy, but it's hard. There's a reason why only one team in the Premier League era has done it. I think in English history, I think one or two other teams have done it. I think a Villa team actually did it. I'm Don't quote me on that, but um, it's extremely impressive. And um, I know they did tie like 12 games or something. Um, but yeah, that one's a toss up. I think for me, I for, in terms of this season for Liverpool, I would have picked the Invincibles just because I think we're like a treble is just around the corner for us. You know, I think the an Invincibles is a once in a lifetime thing, and you have to get really lucky to do it, like we did up to up to Watford. In some games, like coming back from Villa, in five in the last five minutes of the game, down one nil, you know, stuff like that. Penalties against Leicester at home, yeah. You know, like being an invincible team is takes a lot of luck too, and I think you're not going to get many chances to do that in your club's career. So I would have picked the Invincibles. But moving on to our next one, would you rather win a Champions League title or a Premier League title? Again, it really depends who you're asking. I mean, any Liverpool fan will tell you a Premier League title. Any, I mean, uh, Right. So, you know, it's really, it's really, it really depends on who you ask. But I think the harder, the harder of the two. Or no, if like you had your own club. If I had my own club, I'd rather win a Premier League. Uh, it's easily the hardest league in in all of Europe and the entire world. Um, just depth of talent throughout the entire league is just unparalleled. Right. You can talk. You can talk about going to Real Madrid or Barcelona, and their powerhouses, no doubt. But Throughout the entire La Liga, I don't think that I, I don't think that their number ten in the table team can match up with our number ten in the table team. Right. Like it's 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 night and day, really. Like they, right. Watford beat Liverpool three zero, and I that just won't happen in any other league. Right. It just won't. That's why, and there's thirty eight games in the Premier League season, and there's probably twelve if you win to win the to go to the Champions League final. Right, right. It's it's kind of about who shows up on the night. Really, yeah. I mean, and you get like a home and away. It's a lot more like it's a lot more momentum based. I think that the Champions League is really like. It's like the NHL playoffs. Who gets hot at the at the right yeah, time? I guess so. I think so. I mean, the Premier League is more about like who can say the healthiest. Yeah, right. You got the long term sustainability. All right, and um, this is a Liverpool question for you. It t- this is highlighting the importance of each player, and who would 
mess up the team the most if they were to leave. Would you rather have Mo Salah in your team or Trent Alexander-Arnold in your team? Yeah. Really, honestly, doesn't matter. It's either Joe or Sue. Just not Lovren. Just not. <laughs> just not Lovren. Um, <laughs> You're having a laugh when he went in against Wofford. I was like, oh my god. He had a game. He had an absolute. Quick sidebar about on that. Like, Joel Matip was healthy for that game, and I just start to question why. Like, Joel Matip was our number one. No, but Joel Matip just came back. He was like... No, yeah, I get that. But, like, you have to understand from, like, a health and fitness standpoint. Everybody's got to put... When you have Lovren, who is capable to, of playing, and you expect to come out against the last place Watford... True. I mean, on paper, it just makes so much sense. You're right, you're right. Save... But, uh, when was Watford in terms of an Atletico game in the schedule? So I guess maybe you're thinking like save Joel, save Joel at the weekend, play him midweek against that. Yeah, makes sense. But uh, Trent or Mo, what do you think? Yeah. And how do you feel about uh, if Kylian Mbappe were to fill the shoes of Mo Salah at any point? I mean, is it? Is it? Who? I mean, he wants to leave. We're a top three club on the planet. You know, we've won Champions Leagues, unlike this club that he's at. The only, the only, the club that he's at right now, their main goal is to win a Champions League, and they haven't been able to do it. We just went to two straight finals and won one, and the other one. Well, we can talk about that another time. But um, I'd agree with Trent, and here's why. Because arguably the best right back on the planet, maybe Kyle Walker or a or, – or Kimmich. Or Kimmich. Um, but here's the thing with Mo. There are so many spectacular wingers on the planet. I don't think Mo – Mo's in the top ten or for players in the world right now. But there are just people like Mbappe, you know, Jaden Sancho, who's young and can develop. Mbappe, who's young and can develop. You know, it's not even an age thing with Mo because he's still fantastic and he's in his prime right now. But Mbappe is one of the best players on the planet, arguably the player that's going to fill in the shoes of Messi and Ronaldo after that era is done, you know. And if he's a Liverpool player in the long run, I think will be in- unstoppable for the long run. And he has so he has more things to offer than Mo, and I think he can do the same job as Mo, you know. Right. Yeah. The, you know the thing. The difference for me. They're obviously both unbelievable players. But the difference for me is that I tend to get 
blown away more by Shrek Alexander Arnold than I am right. by Masala. Right. And like that obviously is a meaningful differentiation between two professional soccer players, but you know, for me, I more often than not I see Mo just kind of missing his chances. He just he's just right. so lack, he's, he's sort of lackadaisical in the final third. He just he doesn't have that same spark that he did a few seasons right. ago. Really? Yeah. I, he blows me away. I think he is one of the best players in the league. And now, here's the thing that's so special with the Reds is that, with Klopp, I think, is the humility of the club is is just incredible. You know, you can bring in any player. Like you can bring in a player like, you know, Jack Relish, who seems like he's a little bit, you know, full of himself. You can bring in somebody like Deli Ali, who doesn't have a good reputation of being the cleanest player. You can even bring in Sergio Ramos. Those play- players are going to be the most humble players on the planet in a matter of months, and they're going to be able to mix into the system perfectly. You know, there are people like Nabi Keita who might not get on the mark, but I don't think he was at that level as a footballer where he was able to adapt. Um, and sometimes it just doesn't work out for people, you know, like Glover. But um, you bring in a player – I think Trent's going to be here for the long run. And I think you bring any player in on the planet, if they already have that skill, which I think that people like Mbappe and possibly Sancho, after a little bit of time, will have more skill than Mo, and they'll be able to adapt to the play style. Because our play style is very unique. You know? Yeah, it's very fast-paced. It has changed a lot over the years. It has. I mean, it, it used to be we'd win games 4-3. to three, we, like Yeah, they were shootouts. We would, One nil, two nil. It's like one, yeah, exactly. Two one is like most of our score lines. Right. Because we're just so solid at the back now. But I, I think our four three three, we come out every single week in a four three three. Right. And we have people that can replace the people that aren't in the team usually. Exactly. You know? I mean, if you're studying up to play us before a game, you have you know what formation you're going to come out in. You know the likely combinations of players you're going to face. And I think Atletico. Yeah, we made three mistakes and they had three goals. Marcus Lorente. Yeah, Right. What are you going to do? All right. Now, moving away from Liverpool for a little bit, we can probably record another episode while we're in isolation, um, talking about some other stuff. But two more. And our second to last one. If you were Aston Villa earlier in the season, bef- before the Carabao Cup semifinal, in the relegation zone, would you rather make a cup final for your club's history and your fans or avoid relegation in the Premier League? I feel like people sometimes forget how significant, like, a, an FA Cup final is or a Carabao Cup final is. Do you remember when Wigan beat Man City in the FA Cup final all those years ago? Yeah. They got relegated maybe one or two seasons later, and then they haven't been back up since. That was, that was, that was 
I mean, but I mean, you think about it like if you're a Wigan supporter, that moment's gonna be there forever. Oh yeah, of course. And a day at Wembley. Right. Ended up working out better for them, obviously, but right. Being a small club, you have to prioritize consistency over one strikingly good moment. You know. Yeah. That's just what's gonna make you last in the long run, and that's why teams like Southampton have stuck around so long. But like, they're not doing anything. Would you rather like risk that one moment to try to win a title and then possibly? Mm-hmm. I'd rather stay in the Premier League. It's harder, but you, that name recognition just is so much more important. So much more important. When teams get promoted from the Championship to the Premier League, they sign countless amounts of players because they have a ch- because they're like, oh wow, they're going into the Premier League. That's why Villa signed so many players. Mm-hmm. That's why Sheffield United signed that really promising guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you remember his name? No. Well, I mean, Sheffield got <clears throat> signed like a world-renowned signing because they're doing well in the Premier League. Right. You know. You can look that up. I can talk a little bit more about that. Um. Now, I think I think as a player, if I'm a player or a fi- or a supporter, I would kind of I would want that moment because I know that coming back to the Premier League is probably going to be more realistic or it's going to happen sooner than me going back to another cup final i think if villa went to the cup final and got relegated this season i think they would be back probably next season or if not next season the next the one after that you know so they'll have that moment and like and they'll be winning games in the championship you know there won't be less villa supporters because because of it do you find the player who where's he from On FIFA. Actually, we're going to come back to FIFA after our last one, which seems kind of like a little bit of a roller coaster. We're kind of ending on a, lo- on a lighter one. Would you rather sign for Barcelona and never play in the first team or spend your whole career in the championship but be a star? Um, I'd probably sign for Barcelona. You'd sign for Barcelona? Yeah, Barcelona. I mean, you get the winner- winner's medals. But you don't get to play any football. I mean, it, it really depends on like what you care about. You know, if you care about like your pride, or, <laughs> <laughs> or not, really. If you just care about like how people see you, then yeah, or um, if people see you. I'm okay with losing both, but um, play for Barca would be great. But you wouldn't play for Barca. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> you get to juggle. You get to juggle at the signing day thing. That's that's true. That's very true. It, he's just not gonna do anything at Barcelona. <clears throat> but 
the pin. Yeah, the pin yeah. Again, it's the pinnacle. That's why this question. That's why I picked this question. Is because it had to do with um, the whole Mo thing. Is that you can leave everything behind and go there because that's just how powerful their reputation is as a club. It's um, it's mind blowing, and um, it's kind of weird that AC Milan and I mean, Liverpool are back there now, but they don't have those reputations like they used to, you know? Yeah. You don't see – I mean, Timo Werner obviously is voiced very frequently how much he adores our club and our manager, but you don't see people saying, like, I want to go to Liverpool. I don't see that much, you know, because there's, there's still people, like, deciding between Man U and Liverpool, and I think that's just – that's just crazy. That's just blasphemous, you know? Like, they're awful. Bruno Fernandes? Yeah. yeah. I saw something the other day. Is Man U, is Bruno Fernandes the best signing that Man U's had since Ferguson? Uh, so since Ferguson? Well, I start to think, who else have they had? That's it. He's been, you know, he's, they've been gone for a while. Yeah. Ibra sucked. Falcao was bad. Di Maria was bad. Maguire's been okay. Maguire's been consistent. Juan Bissaka's been good. He's been great, actually. But it's too early. He's played like three games. He's played like three games. You know? If you look at statistically, like, I'm sure Falcao and Di Maria have better numbers. But, like, they played longer. Um... Now, we're getting around the 40-minute mark, and I just wanted to throw out an idea because my brother and I do an Aston Villa career mode on EA Sports FIFA 20. Please sponsor me. And uh, we were thinking about doing a possible podcast and play. Came up with that name just now. I feel like that's kind of tough. Um, now, there is no comment section, but you can email me from my blog. I put the link out in the front of the podcast if you want to go out on it. If you like this idea, just let me know. Um We'd kind of be doing a uh, – we'd be talking through our career mode and, you know, talking about different players and signing different players and talking about that whole process and playing at the same time while also trying to get through some different topics as well because we're going to be in isolation for a – for quite a long time, you know, from now. And we don't know when sports are going to come back. There's only so much I can do podcasts about. Um, but I'll try to keep the art- articles coming. Um, but for now, thank you guys so much for listening. See you later.